You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Orphan Black After Show. Awesome. Welcome back to the Orphan Sensual. <laughs> to the Orphan Black Dance, apparently, that Matt Lieberman is teaching us the Orphan Black Dance. When you hear this music, you just can't not move to it. You can't it. not move to it. Yes, welcome back to the Orphan Black After Buzz Podcast. Hello, Clone Club. My name is Nando Velasquez, and joined at my side, the ever-moving... Very moving. I'm very moving. Very moving, Matt Lieberman. It's very powerful. Hello. <laughs> and across from him is Mr. Will Lenk. Thank you, thank you. And then last, but of course, never least. In fact, most. In fact, probably the most. I don't know if I should be offended by that. On a couple, the most. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I got you a little embarrassed there. So we are here doing... Uh, Matt's, let's just be clear. Matt's dance got me embarrassed. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> you were more embarrassed by Matt's dance yeah. than our comments. Is that his superior dancing ability? It was just so sensual. Of... I just wasn't prepared for it it's, in the studio. Listen, it's a very silky piece of music, and my <laughs> dance was appropriately sing- silky. Yeah. Matt, yeah. When Matt gets uh, it was sexual, it's really sensual. It's really something. Yeah, when I get sexual, it's completely different. It's completely different. Uh, anyway, so we're going off the rails really quickly here. Let's talk about <laughs> this past week's episode. Season 2, uh, episode 2, another long title, Governed by Sound, Reason, and True Religion. I'm really curious to see uh, if this becomes a trend with the episode names. So far, that's what it's been. One day, maybe they'll just be like an episode called Clones. <laughs> like something very simple. But yeah. who knows? Who knows? They've well, all been pretty long. Yeah. Yeah. But there's usually some little design, like Hannibal, uh, for example, their episodes are usually, the first season was a, uh, a French, like, form of a meal, and now this year it's like a type of Japanese dish. Uh, I know The Good Wife, I believe, where they're, at season one, just, just a little trivia here for people who want to know about other shows. Uh, for The Good Wife, the episodes for season one were just one-word titles, and then season two were two-word titles, oh, and then cool. season three were three-word titles. Interesting. So, yeah, so... Why don't they just do a Friends thing and call it The Episode with the Clones, or The One with the Clones, right. The One with the Clones. That was, yeah, like Friends. Friends right? do that, too. Or Cougar Town, they do only titles of uh, Tom Petty songs. Ooh, oh. it's true. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So well, this one, I feel like there's there's a theme in that they're all very dense, like scientific jargon. Every yeah. title sounds like it's something you could find in a thesis paper. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to look up if anyone has any theories on it, but if anyone knows really where they're going with these episode titles, I'm really curious to see what they might mean. There might be something hidden in there or some nice little clue. Well, here, let, keep talking. I'm going to look them up. He's going to do it because I, I think there is a clear, like even just the the season one finale and the season two premiere titles were very similar. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, well, while while we're doing this, we don't have to put the Jeopardy sign on. Let's uh, let's get some first impressions. What do you guys think of this episode? There was a lot of, a lot of good stuff. The return of a few characters. A lot of big reveals, and there's a lot of things that we had debated last week. Mm-hmm. We kind of got answers to, like uh, who had Kira. It wasn't mm-hmm. the Prolethians mm-hmm. after all. Yeah. 
Um, what I liked about the episode in particular was that, and what I like about the show in particular is it doesn't waste any time. Like, we don't need to sit there and hear Art get the whole explanation, see how he reacts. It's just right where they're the next morning, and he's over it already, and he just wants to move on. I love that. That was going to be one of my points, too, is that he's just there in Clone Club, has his own phone and everything. It, yeah, because they really could have drawn that out, and it was going to be terrible. Just like, and Felix could have had a whole reaction of just like, oh, really? And he just had just one line about it, and I love that. Great. They just mm-hmm. assume that the crowd already knows yeah. more or less, or, or they trust that the audience will catch up to them. Yeah, just give us the inevitable. It's mm-hmm. inevitable he's going to know about this. Just give it to us that he knows about it. Yeah, I, I love, definitely, I love seeing some more, uh, I love seeing Mrs. S. I love hearing some more theories now. I, I have a couple new theories from this episode, which I love. I love the writing. There were some really fun lines that actually, usually Felix says the really good ones, but mm-hmm. Delphine had, Delphine and Cosima both had really good lines this yeah. episode that I really liked. Uh, which, well, you know what, let's get into, unless, did you find anything, Matt? Well, you here's, here's, here's what I found. Yeah. I mean, every episode, you know, kind of sounds like the title of, like, almost a study or something. I mean, the first two, it's natural selection. Like a textbook. Yeah, natural selection, instinct, variation under nature, mm-hmm. which is the name of the third episode, which is now that she knows what she is, how does she change? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like on some level it's commenting on the episode. The title of the season opener uh, was... Uh, was nature under constraint and vexed. So in this case, she's pissed off. She's in a corner. Mm. You know how is how does she feel right now? If if this show is a study of what is it like to be a clone amongst clones, these titles are very apropos. Well, yeah, and actually, uh, true religion definitely religion had a major part to deal with this episode mm-hmm. at all. And uh, governed by sound reason and true religion, I think that definitely ties into. Sound reason being critical thinking, which you can yeah. tie into science, which we'll mm-hmm. definitely get into into that when we talk about the Prolethians and talk yeah. about the, it the new people we saw. This title, to me, both sides of it really apply to Henry, our chief Prolethian, uh, mm-hmm. who we met. Um, but I, I just I love this episode. We, we've blown out the world in a huge way. Yeah. We're really you know uh, expanding things. We're we're relying on the audience to keep up as we take our story in an aggressive new re- new direction. Mm. Um, and I'm really, really excited about where it's going to go. Beautifully. So uh, let's start off with, let's start off right now with Cosima. Uh, we didn't see too much of her this episode, but actually, like I said, some of my favorite lines were this episode. And she had one of my favorite scenes with Rachel, which was another mm-hmm. great example of you're watching it and not believing it's the same actress in both parts. Like, oh, they yeah, were absolutely. So, they were, it, it was a tremendous scene. Absolutely. Beautiful about that scene, too. And the fact that uh, I loved Rachel just being really surprised about Cosima being gay. You're gay? Yeah. And she's yeah. just like, that's... So, that's... you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're a clone, but you have a different uh, sexual yeah. preference than I would. You, you know what I loved about that scene also? It fed into some stuff we were talking about last week about the idea that Rachel has this jealousy of mm-hmm. Sarah. I mean, the way she talks to her, like, tell me why she's different. Like, giving her the genome. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it fed into all that stuff we were talking about last week. There really is that jealousy yeah. Rachel has of Sarah, who is the most free of maybe all the clones. Totally. Well, it's the freedom. It's the ability to have children. I'm wondering if Rachel ever wanted to have children. I got but that couldn't. sense, too. There's something to that. Um, or, you know, she's the one who, to me, was raised inside Dyad, who had the most contact with her creators, with Leaky, and yet she's not the one who's gifted 
in the way that Sarah is gifted. She doesn't ha- she's not as special on some level and it bothers her. I think in the same way that, you know, if if your sibling, your younger sibling who shouldn't be as smart or as talented as you suddenly is getting all the attention. Yeah. Well, what what struck me about it though is that I just feel like the reactions both from Rachel and Dr. Leakey from every from all of the monitors have just been kind of um surprising to me. I'm not a scientist, of course, but I would assume that the assumption from the scientists would be, well, we're going to have all these clones, we're going to monitor them, they're not all going to be exactly the same, let's observe what those differences are. But, you know, the reaction is like, well, you're gay, you know? You can have children. What are these differences? It just seems like a strange reaction to me. Well, she definitely, Rachel definitely has a very high status. She comes from a very high status, too. So, and I, I think it's interesting that even though she may have been a test tube clone and in, in the Dia Corporation, monitor, the focus group, whatever you want to say, that still she doesn't know, have all the answers. She needs someone like Asima to provide some of these answers. And so that's part of it. And then obviously she's just very curious to see how these other clones are and how different they are. And yeah, there is some jealousy there because perhaps because Sarah has been able to run wild and do whatever she she's been she's been running wild meanwhile someone like Rachel's been in captivity and she's just very very proper and and very different but i do feel that um i do feel that it's not 100% jealousy it's definitely fascination she really wants to know more about it but she's also There's pissed a scientific off but she's uh, also angle. pissed off let's face it i mean it was even said uh leaky said it over to Cosima not to you know not to cross Rachel so uh, she doesn't Rachel, take well to insults. Yes, she does not take well to insults. So it's definitely uh, Rachel is still she's pro clone and she is the number one clone as far as diet's concerned. So, mm-hmm. but this was a big. Uh, she's HC. She's I see. HC. I Yeah, head clone in charge. HC. I see. This was a big gift she gave Cosima with the research with Sarah's genome because if Sarah is different as she appears to be than all these other clones, maybe the key to Cosima's health, to what could save her, mm. is in that genome. Right. Because as far as we know, Allison and Cosima do not have the advanced healing of Helena, Kira, and presumably Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so whatever whatever gift they have for healing could very well cure her disease. Exactly. Well, not only that, uh, I thought it was really interesting that you know, Rachel does not trust Cosima enough to give her everything because Cosima was obviously asking for the raw data for mm-hmm. Katja and she wasn't going to get it. But it seemed like uh, Rachel was a lot more willing to give everything she had on Sarah because that to her is something she really just wants to That's the most get to the bottom of. All of That's right. the most unique of all. But she's still holding stuff from Cosima, so she still has a lot of power. Now, let me ask this question. Uh, do we think that Leaky is on board with her studying Sarah? Do you think that this may be something that uh, Rachel is doing under the table as a person, like as a uh, it's a personal endeavor? It's not something that is officially sanctioned. This is a, a personal obsession. I think Leaky. I, I, I mean, I think it's all there's a personal level to all of it. But I think Leaky's on board. I don't think hmm. this is an under the table thing. I feel like Leaky, as much as he was shown when we first met him, is like. The guy who's the face of the diet institute, he's a company man. He's yeah. going to go along with whatever Rachel and whoever, if there is somebody above Rachel, who, um, whatever they go oh, for. Oh, there definitely I is. I mean, there is, but we haven't met yeah. them. I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. I don't think Leaky <laughs> lasts the season. I think Le- Leaky's dead by, se- by end of season two. Wow. And we move on to a bigger fish. All right, we'll see about that. I think Leaky is on board. I agree with you. But I do think that Leaky may not be on board with what Rachel wants. 
hmm. Sarah for. Leaky, as a scientist, is probably just as curious about Sarah and wants to know as much about her, too. So he's on board as far as that's concerned. But Sarah's uh, may have different intentions for... Did, uh, or, or, I'm sorry, Rachel may have different intentions for Sarah. Leaky did show objections in the first episode of the season when he thought that she captured Kira, that Rachel had Kira and stuff like that. Like, Leaky showed a little bit of caring and humanity. I mean, mm-hmm. for somebody who's monitoring clones or whatever, but he showed as much as, more than Rachel, certainly. Is everybody on board with Kasima? Do they trust her at Dyad? I think they trust her as far as they can throw her. Mm-hmm. I, definitely this Sarah posing as Kasima uh, stint definitely threw a wrench in the works. I think that they don't trust her as much as they would have otherwise. Well, but, they have a monitor on her. Yeah. I mean, Delphine. And they have a monitor who she seems to be in love with. She wants to make crazy science with her in their <laughs> lab. Yeah. So, uh, which is another line I liked in there. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so they definitely have, they, I think they feel they have control. One thing you said last week, you said whoever controls the sex can control the situation. I, I think, think right I now. Think Anna said oh, that. you said that? I did say oh, that. Of course, the woman would say that. I should have known that. You, you're more in tune with that. Uh, then us dudes, us dudes are like, <laughs> but uh, are we? Are we like? I'm sorry. To that? I'm sorry. You I just, don't think so. With your dance, I I, I digress. Actually, yeah. Today, Matt's controlling the sex. Matt's here. controlling the sex today. Embarrassed to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand why it was so deeply controlled it. Deeply painful for well, you to watch. I was. I was Actually, I do. But Delphine definitely. I feel like Delphine definitely controls the sex right now. So as long as they have that, just to get back on track. Sure. Just to get uh, back on track. Yeah. yeah Delphine controls the sex. Right now. Yeah, but you know, Kasima at first she's not feeling this lab. She feels like she's being thrown as, in, as she puts it, clone jail. Uh, you know, this windowless room down in this basement. It's outdated, but they're optimizing it specifically for uh, for her research. And you know, Kasima she takes a second. She realizes that this can be kind of fun, so she starts laying out what she really wants. Uh, to uh, to Delphine, she's like, I want a sick rug, I want a flat <laughs> screen, want me an Xbox One. Uh, she doesn't say that. Every yeah, every scientist or every you know every academic dream is to just have like unlimited funds to do whatever they exactly. want for their projects. So. so for a hot second, she's deciding to treat herself, and why not? She deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. I could agree with that. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited to see where her research is going to take her. Um, and uh, I, I'm deeply, deeply curious to see where Delphine falls because, as we saw, you know, even as of last week and at the end of season one, she's playing both sides. She does have feelings for Kasima. She's holding things back from Leaky, but she's also telling Leaky more than I believe she's telling, letting Kasima know she's. And telling. again, I still think everything Delphine is doing is, in at least her mind, in Kasima's best interest. Hmm. I mean, Kasima might disagree, but I believe that that's how Delphine feels. Yeah, well, she, you know, you know what you you trap, you put an animal in a zoo and you think it's for their best interests, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, of course she has that idea. Ultimately, I think every character thinks they're doing it for their best interest, but uh, but it's just a question of again, is is. Kasima, her plaything uh, is Kasima Delphine's plaything, or or her partner. I think she cares. Okay, I think she cares. All right. Okay. S- sounds good. It's the Will Link guarantee. That's my guarantee. <laughs> the season. Will Link guarantee. There's one guarantee this season. 
<laughs> Sounds good. So uh, before we move on, let me just bring up, uh, we're on iTunes. If you're watching us live streaming right now on AfterBuzz TV, thanks a lot. We usually record uh, 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Time on Mondays. Today we did a little bit earlier. Sometimes we do that. Uh, but uh, if you're tuning in on iTunes, thanks a lot. Uh, we've been getting some great uh, comments so far. We'd love to see some more. Please rate us. Please subscribe. Uh, please write what you like us uh, or, or write what you want us to talk about. Uh, we're also on YouTube, and I believe you even commented on YouTube this week, right? I did. You did? Over uh, yeah, over some stuff. So uh, yeah, please write on YouTube. <laughs> and yeah, please keep it coming. Afterbus has a ton of shows, so feel free to peruse. But uh, definitely give us a rating, and we love five stars. Yeah, and thank you for keeping us at number one for the vast hey. majority of the week. It's a big deal, especially when you're going up against Game of Thrones. Yes, and Mad Men. Yeah, and Mad Men. Yeah, that's another one of mine. Game of Thrones is number one today, you guys. I'm just saying. And, Not, well, you know, but well, it's because we haven't done a new after. Let's see what it says Black tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got a little competition. Yeah, take so. that, Dave. A little competition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on. Uh, so let's talk about, well, Allison, my favorite clone. So yes. she definitely, uh, definitely a lot going on with Allison right now. The paranoia is starting to set back as she goes, and also the guilt. Because yeah. she, uh, we first see her over at Ainsley's funeral, mm-hmm. uh, hanging out with Donnie, and and between all the suburbanite uh, catcalling and gossiping that she's overhearing and getting a little distressed about, uh, Donnie uh, ends up giving her her coat, and she notices him on the phone earlier and starts pulling out his phone. She, I think it was vibrating. She pulls yeah, out gets his phone, a text message, and notices all these mysterious texts from this one person. So uh, I thought she was going to think he was having an affair again, but no, she she got she was pretty smart. Yep, right but, on the money. Right another the money. thing that the show didn't waste any time. I thought this would be a thing that we waited. Maybe halfway through the season, she discovered that Donnie really was her monitor after all. But no, they episode two back. They yeah. gave it right to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel really bad for Allison in this episode because especially at the end here, she says about how she's even like for her own, uh, even her own clone, she's useless, thinks she's useless. And I remember in season one, there was this whole thing where she felt a little useless. The only thing she can contribute was money. And now it seems like, the people who she was helping with that aren't even around for her anymore, and she's mm. so alone at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely feeling it. She's definitely feeling the pull of the other clones going their own way. And you know, one thing that I thought was really interesting about her—it's just a little side thing—but I'm really wondering if it's going to develop into something worse. She, it's it's very comical for her to get stressed out and to pop a pill and start chucking some wine, mm-hmm. but it's getting to be a little much, and but I'm really it's, waiting. It's actually, yeah, really damaging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I feel like they do it as a little punchline, a little comedic punchline, but it's, I was really, she wasn't the only one this episode, actually, that was like, I need a drink. I'm stressed out. Yeah. I need a drink today. There was a couple of other... Mrs. S was pouring herself yeah. a drink and yeah. one pouring her asking for so, a drink. Yeah. I'm, noticing, I'm noticing that little pattern. I think it's very interesting. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What did happen to the $75,000? When was the last time we saw it? It was given back to Allison to Ask- use as okay. clone funds. It was given back to Allison, yeah, we're sure of it. Because Sarah was going to run off with it. And, and, right, and she decided mm-hmm. against and she it. Deci- so she decided to give it back to her because Allison's like, oh, you could have really like ripped me off there. And okay. She gave it back to All her. All right, so good to know because I was like, is that still in play? Um, the, the, the really, the take home thing here with Allison, uh, after we go through the whole rigmarole of, dis- of her proving that Donnie is her monitor, is how alone she really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, her husband is her monitor. She signed this contract with Diab. There's no getting out of it. Uh, everyone all... in everyone is talking smack about yeah. her. Everyone's talking smack about her. She, uh, her own clones have abandoned her. Felix has abandoned her. And I'm I'm really terrified about what's going to happen. She is a woman who relies on self medication mm-hmm. to survive, and now she's being pushed to wit's end. God knows what's going to happen. She's already let one person die, and she's yeah, she's got the guilt of that weighing on her. And uh, you know, Felix, the, the, he becomes such a great confidant for her. He was the exactly. only one. And then and then to have him go away and and tell her, I'm sorry, I I got I gotta go. You know, I, 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 oh, you know, he's your monitor. You know, call, call Kasima. She'll, she'll listen. Yeah. I, I, I'm going through a, t- a, 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 oh man. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to know what's happening with Allison. Don't worry about her. She's fine. Bad news all around. Um, she's got, uh, can the we, other Sarah. She's yeah, can got we talk about other Sarah? Plus size Sarah. Sarah Stubbs. Sarah Stubbs. Who has just this, like, slightly creepy real love for her. And I'm not <laughs> sure where it's coming from. Because at first I was like, it, was she, like, in love with Ainsley? And now Ainsley's dead. And now she's, like, putting this feeling onto I, I feel Allison. Sarah puts that feeling out for anyone who's got the lead in the play. Hmm. I feel like she's just she's theater girl. She's theatrical. She's the hanger-on. Yeah. She's the hanger-on. She's the one. She sees the status. She kind of goes to it, I think. I, I, I that's the way I look at her, too. I don't think there's anything too mysterious about her. If anything, it just adds to the comedic effect that, that this is right now going to be the go-to person for Allison yeah, in the near future. So. That scene in the cemetery, I mean, that was some of the best comedy that mm-hmm. they've done on the show. Just the wave that uh, Sarah waves over to Donnie and Allison when they point her out had me in hysterics. It yeah. was great. Mm. But one of the things that just that gets me on this weird fatal attraction vibe is uh, when they were on stage doing the rehearsal and uh, their little scene that they have before the song starts, for whatever reason, I just felt a little too much love. And I'm wondering if that's going to go somewhere or if I'm reading too deeply into it. Can we also talk about her director? Oh, yeah. um, her sleazy director putting his hand on her ass completely on, on her sacrum. Yeah, on her sacrum. On her sacrum, which is a little low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Low. Not, I, the not the sacrum. Not the sacrum. <laughs> not the sacrum. Um, and I loved Felix's line. Yeah, I know where that hand. I saw where that hand was. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, I find it so funny that Allison isn't a great actress, but she has an acting coach. Who comes and visits her at rehearsal? Yeah, nobody thinks this is odd that there's this this guy, this acting coach, who's always yeah. around, but showing true. up at interventions. She's getting for professional her classes. And... That's why she's so good. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. very community theater in a way. The leads, like, oh yes, I have my act, and it's not even a good actor. She's not a good actor, but she has it. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a status thing. Yeah. Like, oh, have you seen my acting coach? I have to get me one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping up with the the Hendrixes. In this but case. yeah, I feel like it, the Hendrix. Oh yeah. Well, yeah Keeping yeah, up yeah, with yeah, the Joneses. Yeah, 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 yeah. Keeping up yeah. with Hendrix. Uh, Right, exactly. I feel like it's sort of the, I don't have a job. I do have a lot of money. What can I do with my time? Yes, Mm -hmm. exactly. The thing I also love about the Allison storyline is she's the one who's really reacting the way a normal person might react in this situation. I mean, I know she's doing a lot of drinking and pill pump, but that's how we would all be confused and paranoid. But We're not running around kicking ass like Sarah Manning. You know, Mm -hmm. we'd be Allison probably in this scenario, which is Mm -hmm. what I love about her. I love how Felix tries to reassure her by saying, 
Well, you know, she did wear a scarf in the kitchen. Yeah. So yes. Basically her fault. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. She wore a scarf in the kitchen. Everyone knows that. Everyone. That you deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a roll pi- of the dice. <laughs> <laughs> to piggyback off of what you said uh, about, you know, seeing, uh, it's just her, the best moments in season one were her and Breakdown. Like when she was totally panicking about Donnie and had him all tied up and had the glue gun on him or even the intervention, her freaking out over the intervention. Like those are like my favorite scenes. So in a way, when she starts reacting like he's like a normal person, there's a part of me. It's like, oh, yes. okay, good. We get to see an Allison breakdown all of a sudden. We get to see her freaking out a little bit. Uh, I they better give us. A big episode for the opening night of this play. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, like behind the scenes breakdown. Her on stage. I, I want. I wouldn't want a whole hour of just the play. I wonder if we're going to hear more <laughs> songs from this blood ties. I'm, I'm assuming uh, that this is also from from the same uh, show that they were featuring last yeah, week. Blood right. ties because like the words were must heed the call, cleaning the brains off the wall. Like just yeah. words like that. I'm well, they, really they even went into the song number from last week in this episode. That was they, the same they, one. They, or they, re- just... they reprised it. They put they put a little bit before and then they went into it. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that that's a great call. That there's going to be some shenanigans on mm-hmm. the opening night of this play. Uh, I'm, that would be a perfect time for there to maybe be an investigation into a certain death of a certain Ainsley. Perhaps. Or dare I say it? Does Sarah have to take the stage as Allison? <laughs> yes. Oh God, that that's would be wonderful. that's actually a really really I good. Save some prediction. predictions for later. You're going to be out, tapped that's out. That's good. awesome, though. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now you win at predictions already because I think that's beautiful. Um, Let's talk about Donnie a little bit, just sure. because obviously uh, Donnie has, doesn't know he's been found yeah. out, and uh, <laughs> and now we get to see the the a little bit of the Annette Donnie because I think what was really interesting is because we didn't realize Donnie was a monitor officially until the very end of season one. Yeah, I came off thinking like, okay, well, let's see. We got Paul, who's like super built and was in Afghanistan and done all this stuff. We've got Delphine, who's a scientist. What the hell is like super amazing spy skills does Donnie have? Other than the fact that we we didn't realize he was really a monitor till the end of season one. What are you talking about? Allison said that he's obviously great at being evil because he, you know, he's lied for all these years. He's a good liar. Well, that's the thing. We still we're not going to have the answer to how good or bad of a monitor Donnie is until we know how long he's been doing it. Like I said, maybe he, because I find it hard to believe in high school they went up to some kid, because they're high school sweet. They went yeah. up to some kid and they're like, you gotta monitor this and you gotta marry her and you gotta... I feel like they came to him at some point and turned him or made some promises to him or he doesn't, again, he doesn't know. I feel like he was raised in a lab also or his parents Ooh. or something but I feel like this started in childhood no way yeah like, like, you f- like this is like full Truman show like they've been guiding yes. them together all these years I like that yes. here's a, here's another possibility just, just to really like go out there on a limb what if he's not really Donnie what if what if he's been replaced what uh, if? What if? No, no, like, like I know that's that's like another weird. clone or like body snatchers. Not like not like body snatchers. Like well, plastic surgery on yeah, someone. like Some something super spy like. Yeah. Well, but would he be that inept then? Would he be jumping behind? No, they I guess have gotten, not. They would have gotten yeah. well, with the mind of Paul. I'm going out the, on a limb. I even <laughs> I, I preface it with out on a limb, but uh, but yeah, again, it's like yeah, you start with Paul and you end up with Donnie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you also you, he's method. He's method. He wanted to really embrace this Donnie guy. You pair you pair uh, your clone up with a monitor that they're going to find attractive, or you know is going to is going to mesh well with their personality. Mm. You know uh, Elizabeth Child, she's a rough 
you know, tough cop. She wants, you know, a rough, tough, handsome man that's a status symbol that she yeah. deserves. Mm-hmm. You know, Cosima wants a, a Somebody... beautiful, brilliant scientist. Yeah. And Allison wants, you know, a provider that will also bend over backwards for her, you know, when when he has to, who isn't that bright. Wow, that Dia gonna... Corporation, they really care about the clones. <laughs> they really they do. find the, the perfect interest. match. I, I think the Dyad Company should have a matchmaking service, like, yeah. you know, would, for yeah. single yeah. people. Dyad.com. Yeah. There we go. I'll another, sign up for that. Another theory on, on, how, on the Donnie Allison pairing, it could very well be that they came to him when he was younger and he was like, I'm never going to find a more beautiful girl than this and they're like we'll give you the the tools to help you keep her you know if you just if you give us information we get to the truth that this is going to be fascinating whatever comes of this because i I, well we we definitely have some surprises later on this season and and one of them hopefully if we can spill the spill the cat out of the bag is hopefully going to have donnie uh calling in one one of these episodes so christian yes christian uh brune i believe it is right is how you say it yes thanks to thanks to thanks to anna who who reached out well Yes. It, was, it takes a village. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a village. There we go. But, uh, yes, and, and we should have some more surprise. I should have brought that up uh, earlier with the iTunes mention. So, please, yes, the more you rate us, the more we can show off to the cast and, and BBC that yeah. it was it's a how we, really It's how we get great stuff. guests. It's how we get yes. sponsors. Keeps the lights on. Absolutely. But, yeah, I really think that Donnie is a really interesting mystery, and I really want to figure out what how he became a monitor. How do you get to be a monitor? So hey, can and, we apply for monitor jobs? Yeah. How do you get in this just, I'll apply for a monitor job in an instant. <laughs> oh, if you get someone like uh, like Allison or, or Le- okay. a clone? Look, I figure if they're pairing clones with someone who's optimal for them, mm-hmm. it's probably going to work out decently. And I'll wind up with the one clone who's a comedian, who's like who's really funny, funnier than me. I'm dwarfed by her genius. And that's like amazing, and I would just worship. I would just worship. And she loves Kitchen Island sex. And she loves and Kitchen she, Island. Yes, sex. that would be a plus. Yeah, uh, I would like to see that on the Match.com so, profile. I really <laughs> is. There's, there's, there's got to be more important traits than Kitchen Island sex and funny. But those are the two that are coming to mind right that's, now. That's I don't know if there are more important traits to be honest. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, honest <laughs> loves their family, uh, loyal. I, I love I love how we digress to these topics. Last week we kind of did that a little bit with pairing everybody up, but the now big, it's the big questions are important. I started a dating show yeah. hotline. There we the go. The Orphan Black Dating Show. Uh, let's move on. Let's move over to Sarah since there's a lot going on with Sarah this episode. Uh, she's teamed up with. We already talked a little about her teaming up with Art, and mm-hmm. Art pretty much seems to uh, be on board and, and discovering all this. And they're on the hunt for Kira together. Uh, but not for long. Not for long, because while Art is busy trying to uh, arrest Daniel or distract Daniel, since Daniel found out where they were going, yeah. to the Green Acres Motel, because uh, Kira And they have free Kira Wi-Fi called. there, I yeah. noticed. And they have free so Wi-Fi. that's why you go there. That's yeah. why you stay there. <laughs> we, we find out that uh, Kira gets kidnapped by the same creepy-looking guy that was apparently holding on to Kira. Oh, so, uh, Ray, Sarah gets kidnapped by I'm the sorry. creepy guy who's holding on to Kira. That's, oh, Sarah, pardon yeah. me. I'm getting my clones mixed up. Uh, yes. So, uh, and, and so we finally see where they end up, and it, she ends up having a reunion with Mrs. S. Yeah. And with Kira, which is great. And the, uh, the Bird Watchers, which yes. I guess was the group that had helped, 
uh, them get to America, all those or Canada, mm-hmm. all those years ago. Yes, uh, well, to North America, North and, America, sure. And uh, you know, they're Mrs. S's old revolutionary con- contacts. I'm assuming that they had some part in the IRA back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were revolutionaries. They were trying to change the world, uh, but ultimately it left them with empty pockets and empty bellies. Uh, <laughs> she was in charge of was it guns for fu- yeah guns for funds yes yeah. uh, <laughs> interesting people would turn over people would turn over their guns in exchange for money um, to finance freedom to finance freedom. But we discovered a lot of things with this now about more light shed on Mrs. S because it turns out she did know Sarah was a clone. Mm-hmm. It, she knew about Project Lita. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these things that we were debating how much she knew, how deep she went. Yeah, but she... she's not letting Sarah know all this no. stuff yet because when Sarah confronted her about the Project Lita photo, she played completely dumb. But... Conv- convincingly dumb, yeah. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But later... Uh... Later, she conf- she basically well, I'm, the audience now knows because yeah. of her confrontation with her yeah. ex now Birdwatch uh, members. Maria Doyle Kennedy was just wonderful in this episode. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. I agree. This um, is the best stuff I think they've given her so far in the series. Easily the most complex. Yeah. Um. And uh, when the bird, like you all, you got this like kind of off feeling from the bird watchers this whole time, and you're wondering is Mrs. S in on it or is she really on Sarah and Kira's side? As she says, she wants to take Kira back across the pond uh, without Sarah. And when Sarah puts up a fight, you know, she she makes a very firm point, which is, you know, uh, my care of Kira has been bulletproof so far, hasn't it? And it had been until now. Well, again, like you said with uh, Delphine, you know, Mrs. S said, I ha- I'm on your side. I have your best interest at heart. The question is, are they really the best interest for Kira and for Sarah in the end? Hmm. So, because no. there still is, it, it, it still is really curious to see what happens with her. Because, again, the bird watchers obviously turned on Mrs. S. But, uh, you know, Mrs. S let Sarah go with Kira at the yeah. very end. Which while was a she big handled- sign of, uh, I think, Trying to show her that you can trust me in a way, or right. I could, you know. And I'm, realizing that she had failed her. Yeah, I think that yeah. I think it was more that she failed her. I screwed up. Uh, I know you have Kira's best interest at heart. I'm going to handle this. I'm going to I'm going to take care of my house, and she'll probably. Well, I'm sure she'll see Sarah yeah. again. In I'll the see you somewhere down the road. Take care of the kid. Take care of your brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I personally, I really believed it when she said, uh, it's always, I'm on your side. I always have been love like that to me is very, very true. I think she's had to do some great and terrible things in the name of that cause Mm. and will have to in the future. But, uh, whatever she's done, it has always been in the name of, uh, their safety and their health. Okay. No, I, 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 to be honest, I, I guess I kind of agree with you there. It's just, again, we still don't know her intentions because she still hasn't given all the information to Sarah. She hasn't been completely forthcoming mm-hmm. with Sarah. It's been all in bits and pieces. I mean, maybe it'll turn out she's been, was at one time with one of these organizations, be it like Dyad or Prolethean even. Yeah. I mean, she's clearly aware of all, and she knew they sold her out to Prolethians mm-hmm. and everything, so. Well, I, I, a part of me thinks, I don't know if Henry was uh, a member of Dyad back in the day or not. He, you know, he is a scientist and a man who's deeply in touch with his faith. He allows science to inform his faith. Uh, I feel like potentially both he and Mrs. S were 
uh, scientists back in the day were both involved with Project Lita and fell out with their uh, with their co-conspirators. Maybe it was all intended to be theoretical, and it was never intended to actually come to pass that these people would be born, that these clones would be born, and then discovering that uh, Leaky or his progenitors, um, you know, or uh, predecessors, my mistake, that they may have done this behind their back, may have caused this rift. I don't know. That's now, that honestly, that sounds is, that kind of also sounds like uh, is, is, is it Henry or is it Heinrich or what, what is this? What Henry. is it? Probably, is it, Henry. it was Hendrick. Hendrick. They called him Hendrick. Yeah, that's Hendrick. Yeah. Hendrick. Hendrick. My mm-hmm. mistake. But um, the pastor. That, the pastor was Hendrick. Okay. Yes. That sounds like the ideas of a man who has a respect for science, and so I, I think you might be right on with that of how how he may have come into all of this and may have become involved with the Prolethean right. and stuff like that. Well, I mean, we're going to get into the Prolethians mm-hmm. later, but uh, I think the significance of the scene where he's artificially inseminating a cow mm. cannot be denied, uh, in that if he's willing to help creation along in that way, I imagine that he it was... Com- curious enough about how God created man enough to explore that road all the way down so that someone else could pick it up and run with it. Well, let's move to that scene really quick because uh, let's move to Polytheums really quick because I, sure. I was going to mention that scene too because I thought it was really, really interesting that he was, again, helping that cow to uh, consummate, to, to deliver, I guess, to get a baby. And he, he said at the end, let God do the rest. So it's like he's willing to get his hands dirty up to a certain point and then leave the rest up to God, which I think is a very, very interesting uh Maybe even you know dangerous type of way because we he's a little bit more unpredictable than than the Thomas who just wants to kill everybody and yeah. everything. It's uh, the Prolethians were actually, I, and I was really glad about this. They were a lot more complex than I thought they were. going I thought mm-hmm. they were just going to be anti science nuts, but no, there is a complex. He talks about the studying in science at MIT and stuff like that in the yeah. episode. So yeah, they're not just some like old time religion self flagellating people like Thomas. Mm. Yeah, well, but even Thomas said uh, he said I found myself. Or I know it sounds silly, but I found myself praying for her soul. And uh, Hendrick uh, says, you know, she does have a soul. She is alive, you know. Um, or I may be misremembering. Well, no, no uh, he, yeah, I mean, he, uh, he does. He, he says there's nothing silly about it. I know mm-hmm. that. That should. Yeah, because, uh, uh, yeah, definitely because the conversation was that abominations have no soul. Actually, it was really interesting also about Helena, since uh, we, we, let's get into that, too, is that her organs were reversed. And that's that's actually ultimately what kept her alive, the fact that Sarah killed her or shot her in what she thought was the heart. Oh, yeah. Right. But her organs were on the opposite end of, uh, on the opposite side. Right. So does that say anything about her being having super strength or not it's just was well, just lucky s- still she should have bled out and died I from that i think so. a shot that close to yeah. the heart regardless would have definitely done a lot of damage so i'm assuming it's a a little bit of both that kept her alive right, right. and also you know we can't take her flipped organs as meaning that she's necessarily sinister it's something that happens in very rare cases with mm-hmm. identical twins um right. so the the fact that they're flipped has nothing to do with any kind of gifts that she has. As interesting as it is, I, I think it's just another it's another reason why she's special. 
That's all. And it's another like two sides of the same coin type yeah. of thing, though. Mm-hmm. That being the mirror is just. It, it, I mean, it's a great analogy. It's a if uh, if I believe I'm using that word in the correct context, but um, but it it is still interesting. But yeah, I agree. It, it's not. A, I don't wouldn't say it's a sinister thing, mm-hmm. but it definitely can look into that. And actually, you know, sinister it, it definitely has religious connotations because it's sin mm-hmm. is involved in that word. Uh, so uh, really interesting to see. Actually, that is really interesting using that word sinister. I really like the fact that you use that word uh, for Helena because I don't. While I don't agree with it, I definitely can see where if it goes that direction. Yeah, I definitely can see that, which I really, really like about that. She, um, it, it was, it was really. Uh, like I said, the Prolevians are a lot different than I, I imagined they were going right. to be. Like when that, when the, um, uh, not a steam shovel, but when that. Um, a piece of, of motorized farm equipment rolls like through. Like a tractor. Yeah, it was, tractor it was, it was a tractor, yeah. When mm-hmm. a tractor rolls through uh, their their plot of land, at first I thought, oh, man, these are going to be, you know, there's no electricity, no nothing. They're going to be like uh, like like the Amish or something, you know, to some kind of crazy mm-hmm. degree. But, no, they've integrated technology into their lives. So did Heinrich... Uh, Hendrick. Henrik, Hendrick. I'm going to... All season I'm probably going to do that. Uh, <laughs> Henrik, did he... So he probably wasn't in favor of this killing of all the clones. Like, he doesn't seem like the kind of person who wanted him wiped out. So was Tomas just a rogue element of Prolethians? Is that what we're learning then? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they were really connected necessarily. But it seemed like when they found Helena that that was a little bit of a of a lucky thing for them, a surprise for them. And then they uncovered Tomas. Uh, yeah, that's a good question, though. I'm, I'm really not sure. But obviously, the fact that they just did away with Tomas so easily yeah. right. just I, doesn't seem like he was part of that. I got the impression that they're maybe not Prolethean because he said something like, you know, you're welcome to stay here until she heals or mm-hmm. Tomas thanked him. or I, I don't know, but it seemed like they weren't exactly... Well, I, I kind of agree with you there because actually there was one thing I remember toward the end, right before Tomas died, uh, Hendrik had that quote that science without religion is lame, but religion without science is blind. And he said it was I, – I haven't looked it up, but according to Tomas, if, if you can believe Tomas, Einstein did that quote. And he said Einstein didn't believe in God. And then next thing you know, Tomas was shot. So it even puts into question, are these 100% Prolethians? Are they uh, in the same sense that Tomas was? Or or is he have like his own agenda? On some level, they're, they're radicals. They're radicals within the Prolethean, uh, within the Prolethean sect. Mm-hmm. Namely, that they're, they're accepting technology as part of God's way, uh, that they, you know, science and religion are intertwined. Either, either Tomas is the radical or Hendrik is a radical. I think Tomas is going to be the radical in this situation. Hmm. I think that he was the one out on the fringe with Maggie Chen or, right. and, and doing their own thing. Because, look, this, these, these Prolethians that we've met in this episode, they have, they have a lot of land. They seem to have a lot of money and resources. So I feel like that's where this movement is focused. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm afraid that they're going to try. They now that they know that uh, if Sarah can get pregnant, so potentially can Helena. That they're now going to try to get her impregnated. Mm, that's with, the uh, illusion. Potentially I mean. a Mark baby. Going to throw it out there. Well, creepy Mark was that's going to be and yeah he's, uh, I, he's of the right age. I'm kind of like wondering. Yeah, exactly. That would be kind of weird. I, I don't know. I don't know if I want to see them starting to pimp out uh, <laughs> Helena well, and uh, inseminate like the cow. 
Yeah, well, I figured that's what it's going to end up being. Yeah. But still, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's it's feels, weird. this feels weird to me, a little creepy to me. And they want Kira. I, don't, I mean, we don't know the agenda of why they want Kira yet, but they seem to want her for a specific goal. Well, they refer to Sarah as the true mother. Mm, they were yeah. uh, So Helena was never the one that they wanted at all. They just, they've wanted Sarah this whole time. They know who she is, they know what she is, and they they praise that she exists. Uh, you know, she's an abomination, but one that has been touched by God in a way that she can't be the devil's work. Um, and I think that in trying to in trying to rationalize the gaps between their beliefs and what has actually come to pass, they they need her and they need Kira to better understand that and to apply their beliefs in a more active way. Well, nonetheless, they're definitely going to be going for Kira. I also thought it was really interesting, uh, and, and maybe it's just me, that the bird watchers and this sect uh, with Hendrick are both out in the countryside. And uh, so, you know, right before the whole um, before the whole twist where the bird watchers turned on uh, mm-hmm. on Mrs. S, it was just it just hit me like, yeah, these guys are living a little bit too much of a of a very country style, nice rural lifestyle, yeah. rural lifestyle to really be officially trusted. I, I get them being on the lamb, but it's just something really very similar to both uh, both houses. Yeah. And uh, so it almost makes me wonder if. Uh, if we're going to see a lot more scenes really in the city just because they're trying to differentiate technology being in an urban place as opposed to rural being more godlike, being more religion-focused or, yeah. or anti-technology. People of the earth. Of yeah. the earth. So I found that really, really interesting, that that uh, that combination there. And, uh, you know, we just – we didn't say it. Going back to the bird watchers and Mrs. S, uh, the, the scene – I mean – I never knew Mrs. S was capable of being so badass and ruthless. She kicks butt. Slams that that fork into her hand, slams a knife into her other hand. You're like, you stay put while I kill the F out of your son. Yeah. Blam. And then uh, with the and knife and the and the fork mm-hmm. on the hands for Brenda, I was like, "Oh man, that was pretty." That's brutal. And then when she came back, how coldly she disposed of her. Then mm-hmm. uh, it was great. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she's Project Lita. I don't know what that is. Good, bam. Um, grateful for that. But that woman also made the comment that she found God. Yeah. Well, she found that God had deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she said that God had deep pockets. So at the very end, it was all about money. Prolethians mm. paying her off. Yeah, totally blows. Jerks. So I believe I believe we just about hit everything for this exciting episode. I have so. a quick question. Yes. Uh, we're, do we know why Helena always has sugar on her, why she's always eating so much sugar? Oh, that's interesting. I, uh, you know, it was interesting. I just figured she's just such a child. That's yeah. that's what I was thinking. It really comes down I, to I, that. Yeah, I feel like she, you know she was raised poorly. She was raised in a cage by a crazy guy who beats himself with a belt. That uh, she was never le- she never learned about proper nutrition. Mm. So she just likes she prefers sugar. But I also think that uh, there's something to be said for when she approached Kira, how easily she was able to get Kira. So I almost feel like the lollipops too, or it might be I don't want to say bait. <laughs> Sounds kind of weird, but definitely something that that connects her with Kira, like wanting to be a wanting to have a child herself. Well mm. Kira clearly connected with that childlike quality of Helena the time they met because they I mean immediately Kira was like at ease with her. Mm-hmm. Like she was very trusting of her. But having straight sugar packets, I mean that's like a notoriously heroin addict thing to do. Like mm. so. Oh. Mm, so and old grandmothers. 
<laughs> no grandmothers. Very old grandmothers. With the so sugar and the hot candy. So she is addicted to being a grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out. That's we'll, my point. Yeah. If we find out more about how Helena was raised, all how the terrible conditions she was raised under, maybe we'll we'll discover. I imagine we'll be and, getting some flashbacks at yeah. some point. Let's uh, let's move on to some news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. Okay, Will, you got some stuff for us on ratings. Well, we had talked about last week how great the ratings were for it. Well, they were even better than we thought because it broke all sorts of DVR record, uh, uh, records for this season. Uh, it went up 97% after viewings uh, off of DVRs of uh, the first episode. 1.6 million people, and that's the largest jump of any show uh, this season in all of television. Mm. Wow. So, and Nearly it makes, doubled. Yeah, it makes sense because it's a Saturday night show. A lot of people necessarily aren't in on Saturday nights to watch it. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of figured the numbers would go up big yeah. time, but maybe not this big time. I think the no. demo skews low. So, yeah, those kinds of people usually the, – the people who are in that demo usually are out Saturday night. Yeah. So I could totally see that. Is the is the article that you got that from, is that the, the live plus same day, live plus three, or live plus seven? It was plus three. Okay. So, so it may even hear go more. up even yeah. further by now. Yeah, probably. That's interesting. It probably would have gone up further by now with the buzz increasing. So mm-hmm. I totally can see that. So and uh, and then nothing else really. Just want to do some shout outs really quick to ooh, if I I just had them up to some of the people who are on. You saw it. I had I, the names yeah, up. You did. You did. And then my iPad just went totally off. All right. Well, there were four or five really awesome. Uh, four really awesome ones: uh, JB ninety seven point nine, Rogue Nine A, Mad Moni, uh, David in the dugout. I'm not sure exactly what you meant by that. I think I think David I think wrote that in before uh, he heard our recap episode because he was he was asking if we were going to do the after buzz. Uh, I just lost right. it again. Lost it's it again. Okay. And then some other person who really I think of you just as equally as I thought of those four people. You were really awesome. Thank you very much for uh, writing uh, your comments and rating us. And then I uh, had some stuff on YouTube. But you know what? The way this iPad's going, I'm not going to um, just know that we love you. No, there was one comment I saw on YouTube about Angela DeAngelis because remember last week we debated Angel, whether, yeah, yeah the, the, which we have no evidence still that she's anything other than a cop. The best yeah. evidence we have is that she that she's Prolethean is that she has Angel in both her names. Exactly. Which, yeah, you never know. But sleeper, I think, she's a sleeper cell. I think she's still just a cop who's going to get in over her head. I, I think agree. she's a cop, but I do think that maybe the angel is foreshadowing because she she doesn't seem to be in the know on either truth. But I can see her totally bonding with the Prolethians. Maybe, yeah, when she discovers that they are clones. Maybe she yeah. takes a religious angle. And then really quick on YouTube, BDW1986, uh, BBC America gave us a shout-out, which I love. They great. actually That's gave wonderful. us a shout-out. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie J, uh, Smokey Over the Line, Ryan, uh, Ryan, Ryan Watalson. He's a he's a favorite over here. Nokemis, Florida, Mr. Rock and Rock, Dan Angel, 7555, Tiffany F., Emma Frost, 45, Ash Lee, Frozone, 19, L.M. Keen, don't do this to me, iPad, uh, Michelle, S.A.T.X., Lou Mill, Mr. Jack of All Trades, the artist formerly known as My Call C205, Little Goddess BR, and, uh, oh, and, and um, oh, I can never say his name, it's Mark, I think, but mine, he's from, um, he's from Europe, oh. and uh, he, he was wrote to Anna, and then Anna wrote back to him, Claude Tremblay. And and I think that's Men everybody. And I believe that's everybody. Yeah. So uh, thank you very much for writing. Please, uh, yeah, let us know what you think of this episode. Let's move on to predictions. And now your After Buzz TV predictions. 
Well, you gave us so many good predictions so far. I just want to see if you if you're tapped out. I got I got another one uh, about Helena. This might be more of a as we go into the season, but the way they referred to her, the Pro- Prolethians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of them even called her an it and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I really think this season is going to be about the Helena discovering her humanity and her redemption as a character. I really think mm. that she's going to them calling her it and stuff like that. I think we're going to see how. She becomes not just this sinister figure, mm-hmm. but uh, a, a fully realized character. Maybe make some choices to uh, help her fellow clones. Mm, makes a lot of sense. I kind of like that. See, right. I, I still think... I think she's going to try her best, but she's ultimately... She is still Joker to Sarah's Batman. Like, she's still warped beyond belief. I think she's going to try her best to reclaim her humanity, but these Prolethians, under the guise of giving it to her, are just going to take her further down a road that she doesn't want to go down. I am really, really excited and curious about Angela DeAngelis becoming buddy-buddy with Allison, as we saw on the next time on. And that's what leads me to believe she is going to open up this investigation into Ainsley's death. I think that that's Ooh. going to happen, and we're going to have to take Angela out. Ooh, I like that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. What do you got, Anna? Uh, well, I just want to point out one of our listeners commented. I thought it was really smart that uh, they thought that perhaps Beth had she is still alive mm-hmm. and had faked her own death and knew about Sarah ahead of time and had wanted Sarah to uh, steal her identity. What? <laughs> I that how? I well, I think it's a great theory. I don't remember who our listener is, but I uh, but we have okay. th- we have a very smart audience. I thought that was uh, I think I, it's how, how would you do how? It's on the vi- it's on the videotape. <laughs> she just, we saw it happen. We saw it happen. We saw her walk in front of a truck. Let in front of a, in front of a time. train. Okay. I I'm gonna say I I like what um I like what you said, Bill, about her redemption. I think she's just too unstable to ultimately get re- her redemption. But we'll definitely see flickers of it. I think I agree with you, Joker to Batman. Same thing. And I also think when Mrs. S said who you you may be wondering who these cursed children are that she was also talking about Felix. So I have a feeling that there's mm. something Project Lita-esque about Felix that we're going to eventually find out about. Maybe not that he's a clone, but that there's something else about him. He breathes fire. He breathes fire. <laughs> some superpower. Who knows? <laughs> mutant powers. Some, some, some mutant power or something. But there must be a reason why she's had him as a foster child oh, as well. Oh, maybe it's connected to his art. Just saying, he's a painter. He's very, very good at it. Mm. That gift has to come from somewhere. Maybe he has the sight, people. Maybe Ooh. he has the shining. Well, let us know what you guys think as well. Uh, feel free to put up your own predictions on YouTube, and we'll take a look. And uh, till then, where can we find you, Will? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Real Will Link, and I have a podcast on the Westcast Podcast Network called Will Sean Podcast. Awesome, right. Anna. You can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. I will also be hosting Salem in like a few minutes. All right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman, M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can find all of my videos for AfterBuzz TV, SourceFed, and my own personal stuff on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matthew D. Lieberman. And you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L, here on AfterBuzz for a bunch of shows, including Hannibal, which will be starting in a few minutes here in the studios. Just like you, we'll be doing two different shows. Yay! And a bunch of other stuff. And uh, till then, yeah, tune in next week. We'll have some more surprises. We'll have a special guest next week. A little, little tease. And uh, yeah. Well, we already told them, right? Yeah. Christian. Yeah, we yeah. said maybe Christian. So, Surprise. yeah. We will probably have Donnie. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. So, ruined. there's your tease. Anyway, uh, tune in next week. Thank you so much for checking us out.
From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.